In the mirror world of Egadon and the plains of Amara, after Kelnias's mirror, Kilas, and Ephron's mirror, Isred, stepped away to convene their judgments upon the group. The group then is left to their selves in this field, this wide open expanse, with nowhere to go. Vamak, not even trying to hide it, is just going to bring the rope that's binding his hands to his mouth, and he's going to start gnawing away at this knot, try to loosen it up. Why are you doing this? It should be fairly obvious. I do not enjoy being tied up. Well, yes, obviously you're trying to escape, but why? I have my own reasons. Cad rolls his eyes, he's kind of just standing with his arms crossed off to one side, and he says, What's the rush? It's not like we have anywhere to go. She said, don't run off. Is it so wrong for me to not want my hands to be bound together? Rolander just kind of lets out a sigh, and he walks over to Vamok, and he just, in a quick motion, takes his dagger and just slices the bands that are on Vamok's hands. There. That's it. You're free. Now go be dour somewhere else, or maybe we can get around to coming up with a plan of what we're actually going to do here. Like you said, Cad, it doesn't seem like there's much of anything that we can actually do to escape or get back to Egadon, the, the real Egadon that we're familiar with, but... There has to be something. There has to be something that we can do as a cumulative group with three godborn and pointing to Cad and Kelnaeus, very powerful intent users. Is there nothing we can do? And now pointing to Mick, we saw what Keyless did. Mick, you were back in Egadon, were you not? Yes, and I think you're acutely aware of that yourself. You were able to just be summoned back here like it was nothing. Now, I... Admit, we may not be on quite the same stature as these people, but again, there has to be something that we can do. I'm actually a bit confused about that, Kanye speaks up. It took quite a bit of power to bring us here in the first place, what with Luna doing all that whatnot. And then for Mick to just be brought back so suddenly, I think there must be something here, something of us that's tethered to this other Egadon. And if that's true, perhaps there's still a bit of us tethered to the old, the real Egadon. It seems to me that there is one person who has answers, and that is the god queen of this world, who we were supposed to meet, and then we murdered her gods. Cad just, like, kind of chuckles. Like... <laughs> <laughs> we deserve to be laughed at. I think that that is, is earned scorn. Dominique does not think it was earned scorn, so he turns to Cad upon Cad chuckling. He says... Yes, I am so sorry that you did not have the opportunity to blow them up. My dear boy, what makes you think that that man was even real? Imagine the poutiest face you could ever see on an 18-year-old kid. And he kind of <laughs> bends over and he busies himself. He's tinkering with Tim's knee joint. And Cat actually turns to the rest of the group. He's like, no, honestly, if there are mirrors of yourselves here, you've met a Mick that wasn't Mick, and a Rolandia that wasn't Rolandia. These are just creations from whole cloth. For sure, ones like this boy exist too. Ones that were pulled between worlds, like we were. But who's to say the majority of this world is not just simply a construct? Then who constructed it, Cad? Who do you think? I know who it is. We both do. Then why ask? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, like, genuine, just, like, 
fists in the air like you frustrate me so much, old man. <laughs> Seeing the heat starting to build between Cad and Val, Rolandier is now stepping a little bit away from Vamok, kind of just gets near to them. Yes, I agree. I think it's pretty clear that we all know who has created this place, but... Is it created or is it merely transported? That is the question. I admit, I lean more towards your feelings, Cad, that this whole place is merely a construct, but who's to say there isn't still something to be accomplished here, something to be learned? Our first goal should be to get out, but I think Val has a point that we should, in any case, try to find Luna's copy here. Well, I think we can answer one of your questions immediately. Mick... When Rolandia put you back on Eganon, was anything there? Well, yes. It's exactly how we... Well, I'm not going to say exactly how we left it. But the summoning circle was practically how we left it, but with dusty clothes and and so forth. But yes, it was how I remembered it when we left to the twilight. Dusty clothes, meaning our clothes... Yes, in fact, I found my loot there. Zinvi had been gone a long time. It appears so. It feels like weeks, so. Feels like longer for me, to be honest, but I think I was in there for a little longer than the lot of you. I don't think I quite follow your logic there, Kalnais. I was never entirely convinced that we actually weren't transported to the Twilight Eternal. I thought that was quite clear. Well, Miralag's realm first, but I, I suppose... No, I, I do see your point, actually. We went from Egadon to Miralag's realm, to the Twilight Eternal, and either we're still stuck there, or we were able to be brought back to Egadon, and this is merely <laughs> all in our heads, but as Mick said, it doesn't seem to be. But Mick said we were all just piles of dust when he returned there. Well, I, I'm just saying it stands mm. to reason that if we went to Miralag's domain, or well, you all did, you must have somehow gone back to where you came from before being transported to where you found me. Whether it was in the blink of an eye, or even perceptible to you all, who's to say? Regardless, the point I'm making is, I believe we are all actually here. We are not one of Luna's creations. I, for one, think that we need to go find this queen goddess. I'm open to other suggestions, but I don't see any other path forward, pending, of course, what our <laughs> ultimate judgment is. It seems like all these god figures wish to pass judgment on us. Even if we decide that it is not what we want, does it not make sense to wait, not to indicate my desire to continue to kill gods? We've done this before. If they decide to condemn us, I will not run to my death with open arms, but... They might just take us there. Well, we've defeated several of them already. I don't see why we can't do a few more. And if we cannot fight them, maybe we can reason with them. I think we should try reasoning first, for once. <clears throat> What's Vamok doing during this whole conversation? <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what Vamok's been doing. He sat down, found like a pebble on the ground, and as everybody's been talking about, you know, what's real and what isn't real. He has been flicking this pebble and then using intent to, like, draw it back to him and then flicking it again. And he's just like, 
if you could see his face, his back is turned to you. But if you could see his face, like <laughs> this dude does not give two craps in a shoebox about <laughs> what is real and what's not. He is just waiting for Isred and Kilas to be done with whatever they're doing. And then we can go talk to Luna. And then she brought us here. She can bring us back. That's his, that's like, that's all that's going on in his mind. Cad actually does kind of step forward, addressing the whole group. He's like, look, I will admit to a portion of fault that perhaps I was hasty earlier even judgmental when it came to you lot but you were trying my patience and he kind of just sneers in Val's direction poisoning my ward's mind against her purpose regardless we're stuck here together do you recall quite some time ago not long after we first met I explained to you an artifact known as the Heart of the Void. I believe Vermark was actually the one seeking it out before. Unsuccessful with that Quenberg thing. Like, Vermark pauses before flicking the pebble again. After like a couple seconds, he just... And it goes off into the distance, and then he draws it back in. So he heard, but he's not saying anything. If one of those existed in our world, who's to say the same events didn't coincide here that would create another? But were we not seeking the heart of the void to kill an ethereal or ethereals? What would we use it here for? I, I catch that it's a very powerful object, but isn't it first and foremost a weapon? I believe the intent is to bring it back with us as... Brynir comes out of... He's been off silent to the side, thinking about things. He wasn't really paying attention. Like, he, he heard what everybody said, but he wasn't paying attention. But he finally snapped to and addresses the group. All I'm saying is that our Agadon or not, it should and should have always been our goal to find it. We knew that these... Valor aspects would finally come to a head that you draw the attention of realities and greater powers, and we are unequipped to deal with them. And it, it was a while ago, but I seem to remember something about needing a key back in Egadon. Maybe it's just sitting on a pedestal in the Queen Goddess's palace here. Who knows? At any rate, I think it's worth asking when they come back if they have any knowledge. Either they'll see it as an immediate threat and then our path becomes clear that we need to clear them out of the way to it, or they'll give us some information that could help. Unfortunately, Rivandir, I don't know if immediately attacking them afterwards would solve anything. I, I never said attacking them. I, I said they would see us as the threat. I'm implying they attack us first. I'm all about diplomacy now, Brynir. Don't worry. Val gives Rolandir a dubious look. <laughs> Rolandir, I believe that in this world, wherever we are, real or not, our objectives have changed. We are not here to kill the gods, despite what has occurred. And it is our job now to convince them that that is in fact our intentions. To work with them, rather than be antagonistic. Hmm? At the very least, I would think they would want us gone from here. 
Yes, and perhaps upon returning to our Egadon, we could just abandon the whole killing gods business regardless. I mean, when we haven't been trying to do anything, uh, it seems we've offed a few of them. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Oops. Vomok flicks his pebble like one final time, except this time he doesn't draw it back to himself. Just kind of lets it disappear off into the distance. And then he stands up, dusts himself off, and he looks at Mick and he says, At what point? Did I say that I wanted to cooperate with the gods? And the rest of you, at what point did I say it was no longer my intention to find the heart of the void? You seem to think that I have lost sight, or that we all have lost sight of a greater goal. Perhaps you have, but I have not. My deal with Quenberg, unless she has told any of you otherwise, still stands. We were to kill the Aspects. And then we were to kill Quenberg. In exchange for her freedom, she was to help us obtain the key to the vault which holds the Heart of the Void from Vale. If you think that this place has a different Heart of the Void which we could use for our own purposes, perhaps it would be easier to obtain. But Kadagas, were not you the one that said this world was created from whole cloth? Who is to say that any heart of the void here, if we could obtain it, would be real and could be taken back with us? Would it be any less imaginary than some illusion that Valmes gives concrete form? It does not matter, as long as it has enough power to kill the gods. However, if Lunavra is the one to have created this, and if she could create something powerful enough to kill an ethereal, then perhaps we do not need the heart of the void after all. Perhaps the greatest weapon we have is already before us. What? The friends we made along the way? (laughs) (laughs) Sad guy. (laughs) Obviously not. (laughs) It is Luna. If she is capable of creating something that could kill an ethereal, then it would stand to reason that she herself could kill an ethereal. Unless, of course, the Heart of the Void here was not created by her. Well, the way I see it, none of us have any answers whatsoever that actually mean a goddamn thing. So, and he just kind of looks around, waiting to see if there's any sign of their Ifron and Kilnea's counterparts coming back to them, and just says, in the meantime, and he kind of looks at the direction that Vamok had flicked that stone out to. I think I'm going to go sit for a bit and think. Don't go too far, remember? I said. Not me, but you know. <laughs> and Relander just kind of waves his hand up as he's uh, taking a, a few steps away. He, he doesn't go too far. It's maybe 50 feet. And just sits down in a meditative position and looks up. Mick is going to take a few minutes after Rolandier walks off and is going to sit with himself for a little bit and will get up from his seated position and will walk towards Rolandier. And as he does and kind of interrupts Rolandier in this meditative state, he says, Rolandier, may I have a word with you? You can have two words with me. (laughs) (laughs) And then I go, I don't get that joke. And then he goes. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Rolander looks up at Mick and just says, 
Yes, of course. I wanted to let you know that I've decided to forgive you and that I accept your apology. But let me say my piece. Rolandia, I want you to know that I don't want to be your enemy. I don't. But you make it so difficult sometimes. My goodness! Why? To be honest, it's always just been easier to take the shorter path, the aggressive path, the path that leaves me alone and pushes others away. In that moment, it was a I didn't tell you this when you first came back, but honestly, the reason why I forced your hand into preventing bringing back the Crimson Blade is that as the spell was nearing its completion, it was like there were strings in my soul pulling me out into it. It terrified me. I didn't know what was going on. I knew that if we had any chance of bringing back the others, that probably would have worked, but what would have happened to me? And although there were probably more rational ways to have handled it, I panicked. Mick takes that in for a second and um, kind of nods his head. And he says, Rolandia, I I understand, and this seems beyond us. Real or not, it's real to me what's going on here. And I think that we need to keep that in mind, your experience. And figure out what's going on. What I need to know from you, and what I want from you, is to be able to trust you. To be able to continue with this party. Yes, we are... We're all misfits, aren't we? <laughs> all of us individually living our lives alone. So it seems. But what I've learned f- through this experience is that sometimes you need to throw caution to the wind, so to speak. You need to invest yourself in, in others. So I guess for me, I'd, Rolandia, what I'm saying is that I... Against my better judgment, have decided to trust you moving forward. I, that's, that's all I wanted to say to you. And Mick starts to turn to go away. And Rolandier kind of, you know, stands and just quickly puts his hand on Mick's shoulder and... Does he turn around? Yeah, Mick, still going in the same direction, just turns his head around to you. And for really the first time since you've been back, Rolander actually is like looking you in the eyes because he's always kind of tried to glance away. And he just says, thank you, Mick. I hope I'm worthy of it. And then he lets your shoulder go. And Mick gives him another curt nod and uh, will continue to go back to the rest of the group. While that conversation was going on, Brynir was going to take Val to the side and talk with him. Val, after my conversation with Ifron, the Isred, I have come to the conclusion that the path that we are walking is not the right one. I do not mind dying 
for something that I believe in. And until this point, I thought I truly believed in what Rolandia and you all could do. But I don't know if I can trust Rolandia to make the right decisions anymore. He's taken it too far in some regards. And I don't know what I can do to help you. I have no intent. I have no idea why I should protect the Godborn when it is quite obvious that you are more powerful than I. Um, Val puts a hand on Brynir's shoulder. I feel much the same way. I, since we have been here, even in the Twilight Eternal, it has been made clear to me that I have strayed from what I believe in, my values, the core of who I am, and to be honest, that frightens me very much, and I don't want to be this person anymore. I I don't want you to discount your value, Brynir. I think that you have loyalty and an eye for friendship and care that most of the rest of us no longer possess. I think we need you to protect us from ourselves. And I am more than willing to let you do that for me. I won't speak for Vamak or Valandir. Frankly, they may be too far gone, but I think it's a conversation worth having. You're right. We need to talk about it and see if we can find a better path. I understand finding the heart of the void, but honestly, Val, I think diplomacy might be the better option. I've seen lots of death, and it never seems to solve any of our problems. Just causes more. I agree. I don't know what our path forward is, but we need to find some common ground. We are fractured right now and it cannot stay that way. Yes. I think it might also be a worthwhile endeavor to really find a way to get the Mark's mind back. At least the way it was after Tentiver. I am sort of left wondering what the Mark really is, who he is at his core. I don't know that I know, but if I am going to call myself worth saving, I think Vamark is as well. Kelnias is kind of just pacing. She looks at Cad and is like, mm, nope. She looks at Vamark and is like, <laughs> mm, no. Sees that Mick and Rolandia are speaking, sees that Brynir and Val are speaking, and then just goes over to Dominique and says, and what are you doing? Keeping yourself busy? Right as she's approaching Dominique, he actually puts down Tim on the ground, who now has like a really, really sharp and pointy leg. And she sees him kind of limping in a circle around the two of them. He says, well, I have decided that you all are not well. So I thought I would do what my mother taught me. I am going to pray. Tim is much better at making a real circle than I could ever be. And in a moment... I, I think I will be ready. I have been carving some very simple tokens that could stand in for the statues and to like make something more permanent. Would you join me? Uh, I was never the religious person. Uh, I'm just delighted to hear that you're drawing circles with that sharp little foot thing. I thought for some reason you were going to say trepanning, especially after you said we're not doing well. Uh, uh, but I'll watch... A question, though. You're Talik, yes? And you remember being Talik. Of course. You've never met an Elfkin, a Mazkin, or an Elveret before, have you? 
No, I have not. No, it's never been in my experience. Well, you're taking it rather well. Uh, I was required to. I did not have much of an opportunity. I saw someone who thought something. Frankly, I was just happy to see someone who is Talik. And after everything I have seen since, I thought it would be the least confusing thing that has happened to me over the last week or so. She uh, gets on her knees beside you. Well, then carry on. Uh, yeah, so Tim, he just he scratches out a little circle, comes walking back, and Dominique really quickly just straightens out his leg. Or doesn't straighten out his leg, I guess. Crooked, crooked out his leg again, so he has a foot and not a, a peg. And he takes a moment, he places ten little tokens. They're really simple things carved in wood. Really, it's just a simple symbol carved in wood at this point. Around him, the one facing as best as he can judge, north, representing egg. He quickly casts create food and water, and basically this disgusting tasteless gruel appears right next to the tokens but it's the best he's got so far <laughs> so, so so the gruel appears and he hands Tim a small incense burner and Tim begins to walk in a circle around him a small trail of smoke rising as Dominique leans forward and backwards as he rhythmically prays Kelnier's watch is wrapped but says nothing so he starts off with egg and he just starts turning around until he is you know he's basically he's covered all of his bases in this 360 degree shuffle and then he stands up he looks around to the group not seeing anyone who he thinks conceivably knows anything about the church of the ten truths uh, he doesn't say anything he just nods picks tim up and turns to Kelnier. he says ah thank you for uh, letting me do that not that you would have any reason not to, but it is uh, difficult for some. When I was at the university, uh, the Tentrus were not the most... The magistrates are confusing. Their methods and their religion is different than how I was taught. I was raised in a monastery, so I can only relate. Though, of course, we see things a little differently. Well, how do you see things? Do you... Worship someone, something? Well, personally, uh, if we're just talking about me here, absolutely not. I think it's all a bit uh, wasteful. And having come on this quest with these folk and gone so far as to bring down certain gods, it's evident to me now that gods are not gods to begin with. But uh, no, to um, to the Mazkin. There's only one divine being, and that's Maz, who was our ancestor god. And then, of course, Akul, I believe humans call him Akuda, is held in very high regard, but he's no god. Do you see this Maz in something? For, for us, we believe Egg is the true creator of Od. Would you say that of Maz, or is Maz only of the Mazkin? No, Maz is the true creator, uh, again, according to the beliefs of those that raised me, perhaps not so much myself. But uh, yes, probably Egg, as everyone else would refer, is what the Mazkin would say as Maz. Though they are two separate individuals. In fact, Maz, if I recall correctly, is only a reality. It is uh, interesting that you would say that. For me, I am orthodox, I would say, in my belief in the Ten Truths and the Ethereals, but there are some who acknowledge various faces of Egg. 
it could be interesting to know the origin of this if there is some sort of crossover though I guess we could just ask yes when you're face to face with gods why beat around the bush (laughs) it is interesting as you say I am adjusting to the presence of what I thought were my sworn uh, honestly ancestral enemies rather well but I find it curious that at least for you I seem to have more in common with you than with some of my own. Your own kin? Ah, uh, yes, as he kind of side-eyes Rolandier, and in a significantly less angry way, looks at Mick. Maybe in a kind of a confused way, he looks towards Mick and just isn't quite sure what to think in that regard. Well, take it from one who's been dead a couple times. Which is enough to get him to look at her quizzically. She acknowledges your look and is like, it's a long story. But regardless of what we get into here, I think I've found that it's just increasingly important that we're doing this all for the right reasons. Killing the gods and such. Lofty goals, yes. What we leave behind, who knows? I simply hope it'll be something worth living for. I am not sure that there is a right reason for that. Well... Again, you deal with gods enough and you find that some of them are more like men than you'd think. He just, you know, gives a nod, pondering a little bit what she said. She's obviously more experienced after having been dead a couple of times. She's still kind of sitting on his head. Kelnius's eyes actually light up for a second. And she kind of starts waving her hands like, "What, everyone, I, I have something. I have an idea. If you will. Cad kind of shifts a little to look at her. <laughs> Rolandier begins walking back, taking a couple steps to the group. Yeah, I'm going to... Um, Mick also gathers with the group towards Kelnese. Brynjir and Val were just right there, so... I was just thinking. Dominique and I were talking about gods and uh, whatnot. And here's an idea. There are mirrors to each of the gods here. Well, mirrors of us to them. You know what I mean. Does that mean that then... Whatever gods were then supplanted, perhaps there's a mirror of them in a more mortal form. Could we find, I don't know, Sindur just walking around uh, Mainstay or what have you? Or Vale, perhaps, his equivalent? As interesting as this mental exercise is, perhaps there even are. Are not our odds much lower to find them than it would be to find these few beings who are us in, well, let's say, god form. Uh, I I guess, what would you hope to gain from these encounters? Because those beings of us in god form are just creations. They're not real. We were transported. Perhaps the gods, to some degree, were transported like us. And as you've proven with Mick, there's still some kind of tether between the worlds. If we find a god and we just pluck that tether, think, think if we just found, I don't know, egg in some shit alley in Threshold and we, I I, I don't know, just awoken him to the fact that, oh, by the way, you're the most powerful being in existence in this other world. What exactly would that achieve? Uh, We could... Get rid of this place and go home? Hmm? Kaleas, you have a wild imagination. I'll give you that. Although, 
it's not the most terrible idea that we have here, and it does give us a direction of sorts while we are, and he just looks around again, waiting on someone else. I don't even know if we could get out of here, but sure, let's add it to our list of things to try. I, As I said, I am trying to be more open-minded about different things than just killing people, he says, glancing over at Val and Dominique. Look, I don't know how it was from, well, Mick wasn't here when we were fighting Mick, but when we were fighting you and the Brynir of this world, did you ever feel like, I don't quite know how to put it into words, but did you ever feel as if, if you didn't help it, they'd become you, or, or you'd become them, or, or, or one way or the other, one would take over. Rolander starts sweating profusely. <laughs> <laughs> Anime sweat visibly appears on his forehead. Actually, now that you mention it, uh, I was just mentioning to Mick while we were speaking over there that after we had killed the Crimson Blade, Mick attempted to bring him back in a deal with Baron to bring you all out of whatever plane of existence he funneled you into, and, well, Mick was going to be successful in doing so, but it would have required that I, and he kind of puts his hands on his chest and, like, makes an almost pulling motion, had to become him. I don't know what that would have meant if I, Rolandir, would have died and then suddenly become he was, or if it is just this tether that you speak of, that we are tied to these people. It's interesting. Have you felt it as well? Did you feel it while we were speaking back there? Sometimes when Keyless is close, it it does feel a little... Now this is all well and good. Cat interrupts. <laughs> <laughs> but we can speculate until they return and long after. But we know what we need. We know what is necessary. Why go on prattling about some tethered egg shit alley gobbledygook <laughs> when we can just focus on what we can do? It's called the weighing our options, Cadagast. There isn't an option. Or, 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 Rolander says, raising his hand, having backup plans. Let's say we put our blinders on so tightly that we chase down the path of finding this heart of the void, and it turns out nothing. I think it wise to have alternatives, should we need something else to chase down. All right, then we'll find every urchin rat we can and ask them, Excuse me, do you happen to be a god in another life? <laughs> I feel like the simple solution would have Val message them. Whenever he tried to signal Baron, I got the message instead. And has Val ever tried to message an ethereal before? Val shrugs. <laughs> we have talked with air before. He kind of just frozes, bro. Do we even need an ethereal? It was not an ethereal that brought us to this place. Therefore, perhaps something other than an ethereal could take us away. I believe there is one that we are all acquainted with. No ethereal, but a reality. By the name of Vale. He seems like the kind of person that would be more willing to grant us an audience than the ethereals. Vale, you have I support. Should you wish to contact Vale through his mortal mirror? We are operating on the assumptions that he has a mortal mirror here, but either way I could potentially contact him, even the real one back on Egadon. 
Very well, then let us find this mortal mirror. Do we not have intent? Do we not have the power to conjure one before our eyes? Not to create one by ourselves, no. But if they have the same likeness as our mirrors do, it should be simple enough to focus on what Vale looks like and try to find one who looks the same here. Would you like me to try to contact him first? I do not care either way, but this course of action seems more interesting than waiting for those two, he says, pointing over to Isred and Kilas, to finish whatever it is they're talking about. Though we were given instructions to wait. We are not going anywhere. We are simply occupying ourselves. Precisely. We were not given explicit instruction to not do anything. Val sort of like gives a beleaguered sigh at this train of logic. Like he is fully on board with this plan, but the like hem hawing around getting there is just too much for him. So he kind of like sighs and uh, I'll cast sending to Val. Why not? And as Val says this, Mick gets this massive smile on his face. He's pretty giddy that we're talking to Vale. <laughs> Okay, um, ooh, what am I going to say to Vale? I mean, I got plenty of sending, so I'll just do a, a, a open the channels testing one here and say, uh, hello, can you hear me? And you receive back almost instantaneously, oh, darling, it's been too long. Oh, diggity. <laughs> and then you all start to kind of phase shift, and you hear another message, another sending coming your way, Val. And it, and it just goes, now, don't fight it. It may be a little uncomfortable, but we'll get you there. And you're all kind of like seeing double and then triple as your forms begin to, as I said, phase shift, almost vibrating in the air. And it is at this point that out of their little star door in the air, Isred and Keyless return, both of them adopting not angry, but actually frightened expressions. And Keyless just... No, please, please, don't, don't do it. Stay where you are. Sever that connection. I feel like Val's going to sever it. He doesn't know what Val's going to do. The mock is going to try to send a little intent Val's way to actually boost the connection. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. Keyless doesn't approach. Like, she's she is just, like, standing there, hand out, eyes pleading. Can Val send a message back across that open channel? Because I'd never replied. To Vale, yeah, you got a free message. Okay, um, Val, just say hold for a moment. And Rolandir, as you know, this phasing is happening, and Kilas and Isred are coming back, and yeah, they're very acting very concerned. He just kind of yells over to Val, Val, what's going on? What's happening? I'm not entirely sure. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Well, given the look on their faces, I'd say it's a bad one. I say we should let it happen. <laughs> of course, you would say that, Vamak. I would much rather have an audience with Vale. He is closer to our objective than these pretend gods. Dominique is kind of like overcoming this. And Ryan, again, correct me if I'm wrong, because the lore in this particular realm is not strong. No, Vale is straight Satan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to your religion, yes, Vale is the <laughs> Satan. <laughs> You're with a bunch of Satan worshippers. So Dominique, like, he had this, like, weird face, like, oh, I'm sure I heard that wrong. There's no way. I mean, that guy's crazy, but there's no way they're, like, actually talking to Satan. He just turns to everyone and he says, are you seriously considering going to Vale for help? He has been an ally to us in the past. Then you are on the wrong side. You are wrong if he is your ally. 
Do you know who Vale is? Do you know what he does? Do you know what he... How... Am I... Am I... Am I the crazy one here? Am I the crazy one here who thinks that it's a bad idea to deal with the Deceiver? You are all seeing, like, quintuple shimmering versions of yourself. <laughs> there isn't one concrete body anymore as it continues to just, like... Dominique is going to resist this. He's going to try to run towards Jesus Ephron because he loves him. <laughs> um, is red. Is red. Uh, you know, he's like, cool, let's, we're cashing in this, hanging out with you for the rest of eternity right now. Um, he is not in favor of this veil trip. Mick is going to see the well, I guess the quadruple concerned faces of um of Dom <laughs> Quintuple. Oh, excuse me. Oh <laughs> of Dom and Kilas and Isred and is going to hesitantly say, oh, Val, Val, perhaps you should break this connection. As excited as I am to see Vale again. <laughs> I think perhaps you should break this. This is it seems a little dodgy to me. Between you all, there's kind of a point, and as Dom tries to move, you find you can't. And drawn toward this point is, like, your image, almost, like, smeared, going down into this point, being slowly pulled inward. Trying to, Rolandier at this point, trying to test his own ability to do anything. Is he completely restricted physically? Yeah, if you're running, it's like you're walk. You're running on one of those like VR treadmill things. We're just like standing in place. He's got severely high ping on his uh, multiplayer match, and he's <laughs> not going anywhere. And you become you're starting to become more and more translucent. Can Val break this connection? Nothing stopped. Well, someone's stopping you. <laughs> yeah, Vale. <laughs> well, and Vamok. They're both V-Man. Is this happening to Kilas and Isred as well? No. Isred is just like clutching his chest and Kilas is, you know, just standing hand outstretched. Seriously? No joke? So the moment that Dominique realized that, one, apparently we were actually, actually talking to Vale, um, and two, he's apparently getting dragged towards Vale or what he believes, you know, he's, he's got a vibe that near this point, bad. Away from this point, good. Maybe I'm being dragged to hell right now. So he is desperately scrambling and like you said, you know, it's kind of like it's stuck in the and that VR treadmill and he's like he's literally crawling and unable to move at this point and he is weeping and like stretching one arm out towards Isred he's like please please he's pretty desperate to get out of the situation as one would logically be except for all you guys we're just like oh well yeah I see him every Thursday no just Vamok for the record <laughs> How does Rolandir feel inside as this is happening? Is there some sort of like... You don't feel any different. Uh, like There is no physical, mental, otherwise effect from this distortion. Val, in your mind, you just hear tick-tock. You've 30 seconds. To do what? Well, you told me to hold, and I was being courteous. <laughs> yes, and, and you have held us very still and unable to do anything else. I need to speak with some people. Could you let go of us, please? No, I don't believe I can. I'll lose my little tether to whatever world you're in. Ah, so you are an Egadon, then. For now. I don't like that answer very much at all, Will. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Tick tock. If it was possible for me to communicate that I'm rolling my eyes to you, Vale, I'm rolling my eyes at you. As Val is communicating in his head, just like standing there. Helmius <laughs> <laughs> is reaching out toward you like, I don't know what to do, but whatever you want, I'll help. And Rolandier seeing the desperation in 
Dom, like literally teenage boy peeing his pants because he's so scared he's going to go meet the devil. He turns back towards Val and in kind of his last few moments, Val, we should talk about this first. We should break this. We may never get a chance like this again. Certainly there are other ways out of here. Gods above. <laughs> Fine. Vamok is going to... Imagine that there was like a, a rope right between Vamok and Val, right? And that's the little intent that he's sending his way. Now imagine Vamok yanking that rope back to him as hard as he can. So just like aggressively and with the purpose of now disrupting this connection with Vale. And you hear Cad just, no! And then you all actually feel this like shattering as this smeared effect blasts back and all of you are just plastered to the ground and Keyless and Isred run up to you all. They don't reach down or anything to help you, but Keyless kneels by Val, who's kind of at the head of the circle where you all were standing. And she just says, you did the right thing. Frankly, I don't know that there is a right and wrong anymore. I can assure you there is. And she just glances at Dominique. I think we've decided to give you the opportunity to learn. 